Hi everyone, thanks for joining. Um, as some of you may know, I just recently got licensed here in the state of Arizona. Um, during COVID, we kind of saw a lot of synergy between the clients that I had uh, up in Seattle and just different needs that were kind of moving down south to the desert and thought it would be a good idea to um, be, able, be able to service those needs as well. So we've been very excited to be here in this market. Also excited to be partnering with The Brokery, which is a local firm, um, very, very hyper-local in um, the Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Paradise Valley market. Um, and uh, today we're going to meet with Tucker, co-founder, managing broker, to kind of talk about what's the state of the Arizona real estate market right now. Um, I know that's a big question on everyone's mind, a lot of headlines out there. Um, a lot with a lot of drama and buzzwords. And so we're just going to cut to the um, chase with some stats and kind of put it in perspective um, with what is actually really going on here. So um, enjoy. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And so... My name is Tucker Blaylock. I'm an Arizona native. Uh, been here my whole life, uh, with the exception I served four years in the Marine Corps from 2005 to 2009. I then graduated from ASU and got into residential real estate here, kind of at the bottom of the market in 2009. And so I've seen it really evolve over the you know the past 11, 12 years I've been in business. Um, I am the co-founder of the brokery, like Ashley mentioned, and then I'm also a husband and father to two kids, uh, Cash and Kenzie, who are eight and five. And so they keep us pretty busy. Um, the brokery, our company, is uh, boutique independent. We call ourselves relentlessly local. We have four local office locations, the fourth of which will be in Scottsdale opening up in Q4 of this year. Uh, about 52 agents at the moment, and we're on track for about 350 million in sales in 2022, uh, with about 300 to 400 uh, transactions or families helped along the way this year. So um, the state of the market uh, here in Arizona, just some brief highlights of Arizona itself. Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the United States. Um, approximately 250 people every day on the positive side move to Arizona. Um, that's led us to population growth. Um, five years in a row, we've been the number one city in the US uh, regarding population growth. Uh, two big things that are happening here in Phoenix and really helping the employment here have been Taiwan Semiconductor investing $12 billion into a North Phoenix plant. Um, they're a major supplier to Apple. So those bring, not only does it bring Taiwan Semiconductor, but it also brings a ton of vendors that support these guys. And that'll be in North, uh, North Phoenix. That'll, that's the thing that's slated to open next year. And then Intel, they've always had a big presence down in the Chandler and Gilbert area, which is just south of Phoenix, um, kind of in the suburbs. They're expanding with tw uh, $20 billion over the next few years. So those are bringing really high paying jobs to the area and really allowing us to benefit um, on the housing front as well because of this and all the employment that it is bringing. And then the big thing uh, for this coming spring will be the Super Bowl 2023 is here in Phoenix. So not only are we known for great weather, but we also have the Phoenix Open, which is a huge event that has only grown year after year. Uh, we always host a few bowl games for college football, but this year we actually have the Super Bowl, which is going to be fantastic for us. Uh, the current state of the market here in Phoenix, and, and I'm pretty hyper-focused on the Phoenix market. Obviously, the suburbs and things are a little bit different, but we'll, I think things are pretty um, uh, much the same throughout. But I'll speak just highly specific to our, our niche portion here in Phoenix. But there's very low motivation on both sides of the table, probably what you're experiencing back in Washington as well. Um, sellers with low interest rates are very hesitant to sell at the moment because they don't want to give up that rate. Um, on the same token, you know, the buyers, they're not motivated either. So we're kind of at the standstill at the moment where supply has kind of uh, peaked around 20,000 homes for sale here in Phoenix. And it really hasn't budged over the past few months. We're kind of just stuck at that number. And it's because a lot of people, if they're unable to sell their home, they'll just rent it out or end up staying. The only thing that we're seeing right now that's making people move are 
life-changing events like divorce, moving out of state for relocation for you know corporate reload and things like that. But otherwise, not too many people are moving around at the moment. Um, one thing that we're seeing, I'm sure this is national as well, but there's too much noise in the market. Um, I feel as a broker that my clients are looking at their estimate almost daily. And it's kind of gotten into like this penny stock mentality of real estate that I'm just urging my clients to zoom out for a moment and really just see the bigger picture and where we've come from over the past five years. And I'll show you that in a chart here in just a moment. Um, obviously, the higher interest rates, that's affecting everybody nationally, but it's really put uh, a halt. You know, like I said, it's, it's giving buyers and sellers both uh, pause here in the market to see what happens. And I think that's going to continue to go forward as well. And then one thing that uh, we will see return to the Phoenix market in particular is seasonality. So usually in the summertime, a lot of Phoenicians, as we like to call them, they, they go away for the summer because it's so hot here. And then from about November to April, we will have what's called snowbirds. And those are people that come to Phoenix. And so what we're experiencing is that seasonality during COVID went away because it didn't matter if it was 120 degrees here or beautiful and 75. Uh, we had people influxing from California and all over the place, regardless of the weather. But this past year, you could tell that that reverted back to kind of the norm. So I think seasonality is going to return to our market where it kind of cools down a little bit in the summertime. Things are a little bit slower. It's kind of families moving for school district reasons and things like that. And then during the good season, November and April, um, you can see the traffic double on the streets and a lot of people flow back in here, which is what I'm seeing right now in the market. Um, some market statistics, just to get you guys caught up what's happened. This is uh, year over year, October. So right now we currently have 20,000 active listings in Phoenix. That's up 163% year over year. Under contract listings are down 36% and monthly sales are down 32%. What's unique though, is if you look at the median sales price, although things have slowed down, uh, the velocity of the market has slowed down, the median sales price has still gone up 7%. So when people are buying homes, they're still paying top dollar for them. It's just that the velocity of the buyers has slowed um, and also, obviously, on the inventory side, while it has gone up, we've kind of peaked around this 20000 because it's just really hard for sellers to sell um, and then have to take on a new interest rate on the flip side. This is August uh, 2017 to present here on my left. And what you'll see is that we usually hover in Phoenix around 8,000 home sales per month. That's pretty standard if you look across the board from 2017 all the way through the pandemic. It ranged between 8,000 and 9,000 for the entire time. Just recently, this August, we've dropped down to 6,200 or 6,300, which would have been the lowest in quite a while. This doesn't mean that sales or that the prices are dropping per se. This is just people at a standstill. You can tell the market is harder to find. Um, so we have fallen off on actual sales. Uh, again, August was in the summertime. I think seasonality came back into play a little bit too. This will be interesting to look at going forward. And then total inventory here on our right side of the screen, um, back in 2017, we had about 20,000 homes and we're just getting back to that level. You can see during the pandemic, we fell extremely low uh, to about 12,000 homes uh, during August of the pandemic, uh, 2021. So going forward, I don't look for this to increase too much more. I, again, I think we're at a stalemate here where a lot of people will not be sellers. I think they'll hold on long-term to these homes and um, I don't expect that to increase too much more. Yeah, that's pretty similar to what we're seeing um, also in Washington. I mean, we're seeing values up and we're seeing inventory up and sales down. Um, yes. And a lot of homeowners are kind of in what we're calling it's a gridlock or freeze because again, where are they going to go and at what interest rate are they going to step into a property? So very sure. much the same. These two charts here will show you on the left. This is over the past five years, the percentage change in home prices across the nation. As you can see, Phoenix would have been second with 
98% appreciation over the past five years. The only market that did a little bit better, maybe two markets were Nevada and Idaho, um, but great returns. And again, I'm just urging all my clients here in Phoenix to zoom out, you know, a 98% gain in five years is unreal. So it's not unrealistic that we could pull back 5% or 10%. Um, but overall, if, if you're a long-term holder, that should not affect, you know, what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. On the right, you're going to see the percentage change since 1991, and Arizona is up price appreciation 463%. Um, similar to you guys, it looks like up there in the Northwest, you're at 481%, and then Oregon was at 532%, with Idaho next door at 538. So um, a lot of the West Coast here has seen a huge price appreciation as opposed to uh, the East Coast. The East Coast is kind of hovering around, you know, 275% increase since 1991, where We've almost doubled that. Obviously, the mortgage rate history, I think, you know, all of you guys who've been in business a while or you look at the market uh, often, interest rates have obviously spiked faster than they ever have in history before. Um, I do think that I'm seeing on the higher end of our, our luxury market here in Phoenix, where we work, still a lot of uh, buyers, a lot of cash. There's still a lot of liquidity. Um, and I think that that's going to continue. I think the rate sensitive, ultra high net worth, they're not going to be as rate sensitive. It's the people at the lower end looking to either uh, first-time home buyers or scale-up buyers. I think they're going to be most impacted by the rate movement. What's next for Phoenix? Um, I think, like we talked about, I think we're going to get back to a seasonal market. It's going to normalize. We're not going to have 28% per year appreciation. We're going to kind of normalize in that four to seven percent. Um, we're going to Arizona's kind of insulated, in my opinion, because um, of the employment and the influx of people that we still have here from California and all up and down the West Coast. A lot of people from New York and stuff as well, especially with the hurricane in Florida, Arizona competes with Florida for uh, population. So, um, or those retiree buyers. So now that, that hurricane has come through Florida, sometimes that does help our market a little bit as people shift to Arizona instead of Florida. I think that's something you're gonna see in the, uh, the near future as well. And um, with that Taiwan Semiconductor Intel um, expansion, that's really gonna help our market. And then lastly, like I, I keep saying to everybody, we just all need to zoom out, especially here in Phoenix. Things have happened so quickly that it's not unrealistic that we'll, we'll hit a pause button here for a minute. Buyers and sellers will figure out the market and we'll let supply and demand, you know, at the end, the market will speak. And I think that we'll either go one way or another, but I would continue to see Arizona prices appreciating four to 7% uh, going forward. And that's really it. I, I'm always here. If you have any questions, Ashley's always around as well. She's getting more attuned with the, the Arizona market. If there's anything we can ever do for you here in Phoenix, let us know. And if you have any questions, I'll open it up now for you. Yep. And we'll also post um, all contact information and everything as well. But that was a great, great snapshot of what's going on. And again, it's mirroring kind of what we're seeing everywhere. Um, and so I guess going into next year, it'll be very interesting to see how um, sellers adapt and, and kind of looking more so to the six to 12 month mark um, into next year, um, whether or not interest rates increase or they don't. I mean, just as you were showing that graph, I mean, we're kind of at that 2010 price or um, interest rate. Um, so, you know, I don't think that that's going to go slow anyone down who truly wants to be in the market. Um, it just changes whether or not people are paying more down cash or getting more creative with what they're doing. I bet you will see a lot more seller financing um, and that we'll see more products roll out for that specifically. I think one thing to watch in the future too is um, not really so much loan assumption, but uh, maybe wraps, you know, so people get creative. Anybody who has a a 2.5 or 3.5% interest rate right now, I think that's the most um, positive catalyst that they have going forward or the most valuable item that they have is actually the long-term 30-year note that they're holding in their hand. 
Mm-hmm. I think that you may see sellers start to use that as their advantage and maybe allow some people to assume those or do wraps. So I yep. think that's one thing we'll see in the market here. And I'm just curious to see how that shakes out as well. Yep, absolutely. Um, or do you have any, I know you kind of gave your prediction of the four to 7% and that's kind of the same that, um, you know, we're seeing in other markets too. Um, do you either way, um, are you seeing more cash buyers in the market than you are on the financing side, just in general now? Um, at, at the higher levels of the market, we are seeing still a ton of cash. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a well-located house with the Phoenix, it's very central, um, and it's well done, it's turnkey, you're going to get an offer extremely quick. I, I would say within the first few weeks, even in like the four to $6 million range, mm-hmm. um, it's tough to find really nice turnkey products at the moment. Yep. And um, I feel like there's not a lot of spec um, builds on the market right now. And when they come up, they get, they get gobbled up pretty quickly. Um, on the lower end of the market, I'm not seeing as much cash. I'm not seeing as much 1031 exchange money as I was um, previously. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is because the multifamily um, and commercial stuff has already washed through. And I think that their um, their cap rates have kind of you know gone up a lot higher than they would have liked. So I think that they're probably done selling at the moment. So now I'm seeing as much 1031 as I was before. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you think, I know we kind of touched a little bit on the rental. So owners basically holding on to their properties and if they have to move around themselves or holding on to that property and maybe renting it out. Um, do you feel comfortable kind of talking to where maybe in general where the rental market is? Yeah. So at the current moment, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that, uh, you know, owning a home is actually more expensive at the moment than it is to rent mm-hmm. um, because of the interest rates. Um, rental rates are still really high here because of the influx of people that we have. Usually when people move to Phoenix, they go to a rental first and they're not going straight, straight into buying. So usually our rental market is pretty tight and, um, we do have a lot of units coming online, like really nice class A or B units coming online. Um, some really high end apartments, um, mm-hmm. that would be more similar to something like in, you know, San Francisco or LA or anywhere in California that you'd find, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I still think the rental market is extremely strong and you're going to see that continue because we have so many people coming here. But right now in Phoenix, it is uh, cheaper to rent than it is to buy. Yep. Are you seeing developers still in the market picking up property? Not as quickly, but if, if you're like, if you have a nice infill parcel here in the center of the city, um, close to everything, um, we have a great restaurant scene here in Phoenix that I actually can tell you offline, mm-hmm. uh, like the 40th Street Corridor, you know, Fox Concepts was born here in Arcadia where we live. Um, and he sold out to Cheesecake Factory. So we have a huge restaurant, um, a lot of restaurant groups here that are really good at what they do. Um, you know, a lot of good professional, you know, sports teams and things like that that people like to see. So yeah, if you have a nice, well-located lot within the, you know, central Phoenix area, we're going to have a lot of spec builders looking at it. There's a lot of hawks out there, as we like to call them. Um, but the outskirts of town, I think you'll see that slow down the suburb, um, you know, the Lenars, the Toll Brothers, the KB Homes. I think you'll see those guys pull back a little bit right now because it's very uncertain. Mm-hmm. Um, but the infill stuff is still really good here in Phoenix. Yeah. And as far as what we call kind of like the selling season in Arizona, I mean, I, I think I consider it kind of right around this time, but what are, what is the selling season or where buyers yeah. are out there? And I, I can already tell that we have more traffic on the streets, which is indicative to me that there's more people here right now. And I think that uh, from right now, which is about November 1st, all the way through April, which is spring training for us here in the Valley. Um, it's always a great time to be in the market as a seller. Yeah. Um, and you will see a few more homes come online, like usually the first two weeks of January as people rush out to the market. Gotcha. So people, sellers kind of spend the time in the, in the holidays in their homes and then kind of plan for Yeah. Them. Yeah. Our seasonality here, probably like everywhere during Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas, New Year, yep. things slow down a little bit because people want to be home during the holidays. Yep. We'll see that shift right after the first of the year where 
they're geared up now and there's more people in town to look at their home. So from now until April is going to be great for Phoenix. Good. So for one thing that I guess you can advise for sellers who are maybe looking at selling right now, what would you, or a couple pieces of advice, what would you share with them? Yeah. So I'm really big into expectation setting right now with my clients, making sure that they understand that this isn't the market of six months ago and that, um, you know, they cannot expect an offer um, on a Sunday after listing on a Friday, for example. But I think that they're still in the driver's seat. I think that the lack of really nice inventory here in the central Phoenix market that we work um, is going to be great for them. And I think if they can just be patient and wait, you know, 45, 60 days for the right offer and the right buyer, that they're going to be in a good position. So again, prices have not decreased. Some listing prices are coming down because people were just grossly overpriced, mm -hmm. but the market is still really, really good here um, on a price level. Gotcha. And, and to, cr to cross over for buyers, what would you advise to buyers? I, you know, I would be patient and wait for the right deal. I wouldn't stretch for anything in this market. I wouldn't be buying rental properties in this market. Um, but I think this is a great time for first-time home buyers to come in with less competition, not have to give up on appraisal, inspection, and other contingencies, mm -hmm. and maybe get like a two-one buy-down in their favor. So I think that um, if you are that first-time home buyer, although prices are up and interest rates are up, get in the market, um, get out of the rental market, and start to build your net worth the right way. Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you, Tucker. Um, I know you also have a pro another project that you're working on too. Did you want to talk about that today? Yeah, absolutely. If there's any real estate agents on, on the call here, you know, watch the recording, I just uh, check out www.separatebill.com. Um, I put together an app over the last 18 months that helps real estate agents facilitate furniture within a transaction. So we're going to reduce the friction that agents have in, um, you know, cataloging furniture in a home and then selling it for your client. A lot of times agents are selling the real estate, but then they also become furniture brokers. And so I'm going to alleviate that headache. And it's a free tool you can use right now. It's separatebill.com. If you have any questions, just reach out to me directly. I can walk you through it on how to set it up for your client and make the experience for your client much better. Yeah. And I was thankful to um, be able to walk through it too. And I, I forwarded now the link to a few different parties. Um, and, you know, I think it's very clean, very easy to use, um, very intuitive. So I, I think it's a smart, smart tool that um, anyone could use if you are, you know, selling furniture and, and have that a part of your sale um, or just selling it in general. So there's a lot of different uses for it from different people. So very cool. Yep. Thank awesome. you. And I'll be testing it over the next few months. If you have any feedback, I'd appreciate that as well. Yep. And just looking forward to helping as many agents as I can, because I know that that's a, a pretty tough position to be in when uh, clients are squabbling over couches. So if you have any yep. questions, feel free to reach out anytime. Perfect. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time. Um, and this was great. And I think that we don't have any questions today here, but again, we'll post contact information and we'll be reposting this video um, later on so that people could check back and see what's going on. And, and maybe we'll touch base uh, in a couple months for another update. Sounds great. Thanks again for having me and I'll see you guys soon. You bet.